You're listening to the TCB Radio Network. Hello, friends. This is Elvis Presley. Hi, I'm Marion Cox, the official sex symbol on TCB Radio Network. This is Mindy Miller. This is Ray Walker from the Jordan Airs. This is Elvis Speedway Coast star Victoria Page Meyer. This is Cynthia Pepper from Kissing Cousins. This is Zoe Botto, author of Alpha Styles and Super Suits to Jumpsuits. This is Don Wilson, and if you're looking for Elvis, you're in the right place. TCB Radio Network. Where it's all about Elvis. Everything is about Elvis. It is all about Elvis. All Elvis, all the time. If you want to listen to something really stylish, listen to TCB Radio Network.com. You can't do any better than that. Stay with us. People who know Elvis know about TCB Radio Network, where it's all Elvis all the time. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, sir. Man, I love that intro so much. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome. It's that time once again. Time for another episode of TCB Radio Network on Facebook Live. Hello, we have so many friends coming in already tonight. Excited to see you. Uh, we are, of course, celebrating the life and legacy of Elvis Presley with a mission to share his legacy with the world. Tonight, we have some great stuff for you. We've got some This Day in Elvis history. A little bit about the opening day of Graceland, because did you guys know it was uh, just, it was, well, I don't know, 30-something years ago this week that they opened the doors of Graceland so that the public could start walking through. So I did a ton of research on that. I've got some fun stuff. Um, but the highlight tonight we are so thrilled, so excited. Uh, Mr. David Fontana, who of course is the son of Elvis's drummer, DJ Fontana, is going to be joining us live on the phone tonight. So we've got it all for you, plus some more surprises. So you're in the right place at the right time. Thank you for uh, uh, being patient with us as we delayed our broadcast one hour this evening. Um, thanks for being here anyway. Hey, Don Wilson is here, my bestie. Uh, Jeannie's here from Arkansas. Angie is here from San Antonio, Texas. She's got that gorgeous picture of Elvis as her profile picture. Glad to see you. Donna Durbin is here. You must know Mike Durbin, uh, who's been watching the show for a really long time. I have a feeling you know him. Thank you for being here. Uh, Vicki Muller, our friend from Florida, is here tonight. Thank you guys so much. Uh, so before we kick off the news and everything else tonight, um, I want to let you know a couple of things. First of all, um, we want you to know that as of tonight slash tomorrow, we will once again be broadcasting uh, a podcast, a celebrity interview for you on um, all of our multimedia platforms. We recorded a fantastic unprecedented interview with Mindy Miller. Um, now, she talked with us before. She is, of course, one of Elvis's former girlfriends and uh, not to mention a stunt woman, an actress, a model. We watched her episode of Knight Rider last night where she, uh, she played one of the villains on Knight Rider. She's done so much in her career and in her own right. But she also got to know Elvis in a very real way. And uh, we asked Mindy to come back on to share about the spiritual side of Elvis because she knew a lot about his spiritual side, especially, you know, um, she got to know him around 1975, 74, 76, those years. 
Um, so she really got some time to connect with him um, on that level. And she has spent just so much time talking with us about things that you, I'm sure, that you've never heard anywhere else. And part one of her interview is going live, thanks to Peter Alden. Um, he actually edited everything and got it ready to go out. So be on the lookout for that. We'll put a link on the blog. It'll go up on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere that you can hear podcasts, it will go live. And uh, we'll also put it up on YouTube in case you have no idea what a podcast is or don't have, you know, don't want to listen to a podcast, we're going to put it up on YouTube for you as well. So stay tuned for that. We're super excited. It's been a while since we put out a celebrity interview. So we'll be doing that for you um, this week. And then we'll be putting up part two of her interview um, as well, as soon as, you know, the time is right for that. So, so much coming up here at TCB Radio Network. And I promised you a ton of interviews um, we also, uh, recorded another interview today, which I'll tell you more about that in just a minute. My phone battery is about to die. We've been working all day here. Let me go ahead and charge that up. Okay. And also we're recording live tonight on Anchor. So I want to thank everybody that tuned in to Anchor last week and is back this week. Uh, we appreciate you so much, uh, for doing that. Okay. So let's play the video and uh, then we'll get started with some of this good stuff. And David's going to be calling in any minute. So we'll get going on that too. Well, I make a leg shake when I swivel my hips. Make your body quiver when I snub my lips. I'm a burning hug of love in a tight jumpsuit. Rocking and a rolling in my blue suede shoes. But I'm just a man carrying on a dream. Hell's Presley is still the king. Texas, Amanda Brown, our faithful friend, she is here, and Borico Galvez Jr., thank you so much for watching, and Mindy Miller's manager is here tonight, Mr. Don Wilson, this, thank you for mentioning this, Don, Don has put up a brand new page for Mindy on uh, his website, donwilsonshollywoodbeat.com, so be sure to check that out, um, because he's got, what? We have a page two. What do you mean we have a page two? Oh, and yes, we have, a <laughs> we have a page too. Thank you, Don, for putting up our page about TCB Radio Network as well. But I wanted to mention Mindy's page um, on Don Wilson's website. You can check that out and get some background on her there as well. And learn how to hire her. Why not? For your next event. Uh, pretty exciting. Carol Williams is here. Andrea Kaczynski is here. 
All right. So I think, um, you know, if I miss you tonight, Peter is in the comments, as you heard. He's like the voice of reason over there in the other room. Um, he is uh, there to answer you and say hello and acknowledge you. So um, if I miss you, he's there. So make sure you say hi to Peter. Okay. So we have about five minutes before David calls in. So let me tell you a little bit about David because... This man is so accomplished and, and humble and shy, so you might not know. Um, Kevin Hill, did you get my email? I don't think I did. Kevin, I'm so sorry. TCBRadioNetwork at gmail.com. Send it again. Sorry about that. I don't think I got an email from you. Uh, Linda's here. Hey, Linda. Okay, so David Fontana um, has a band, the David Fontana Show Band. And David has been performing with this band throughout the country for many years. It was founded in Nashville, Tennessee by David Fontana. David, as we mentioned, is the son of Elvis Presley's original drummer, DJ Fontana. And a little history on DJ. DJ began playing with Elvis when he made his first appearance on the Louisiana Hayride. DJ was the house drummer for the Hayride, and Elvis really enjoyed the sound that his backbeat brought to the country and music, uh, blues music that was ripping across the nation. So you guys know, almost every uh, episode we do the, this day in Elvis history, and it seems like in the early days of Elvis's career, he was at the Louisiana Hayride a lot. I think you're going to hear Louisiana Hayride again today when we do the history. So that is apparently how he met DJ, and I'm not sure if I was aware of that. That's pretty cool. Um, DJ, of course, just passed away this year, sadly, um, and David is his son. So, But the David Fontana Show Band is committed to accurate recreations of that classic Elvis sound, and he has worked with hundreds of Elvis tribute artists over the years, including our own, your friend and mine, Peter Alden. Uh, they had a fantastic band together, and... Uh, David drummed for Elvis for I mean for Peter <laughs> for a while, and they're I'm gonna bring Peter on camera so they can talk and reminisce a little bit about the stuff they did together as well. But it sounds like uh, David's calling in the other room right now, so let me wrap up his introduction. Um, of course, David is the son of DJ Fontana, who was Elvis's original drummer, and this makes performing with his band. Both unique and extraordinary, setting us apart from any other ETA show band out there. And uh, his band understands the way Elvis himself would have wanted the song to be performed. So when you come to a show with David's band, you're quickly reminded of the brilliant work created by an amazingly talented human being. And by the end of the show, you're left with one very important realization. The man may be gone, but Elvis's music will live on forever. I love that. Copied right from David's... Uh, fan page for his band. David Fontana, welcome to the show tonight. Thanks for calling in. Hey, well, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. <laughs> we're so happy that uh, you took time to talk to us tonight. I understand you attended and were a big part of a really special event uh, recently. So let's talk about Elvis's uh, Tupelo Fest. Let's talk about that. The Tupelo Elvis Fest, that's how you say it. Several, but half the 
parties. Then we did a show with Cody Slaughter, show with Brandon Bennett, and then we finished everything uh, Sunday morning with a gospel show, which I don't remember how many guys are on that. But it was amazing. Very, very well done festival. I've been to a bunch of different ones, and they, they had all their ducks in a row. Just, just really had a nice time and hope to get to go back. Well, David, do you have a, a day job, too, or is do you, are you a drummer full-time? Uh, no, I'm a full-time drummer. Uh, everybody in the band is full-time. We work, uh, you know, we all we work enough during the year that keeps us uh, from going hungry, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say, you guys are busy. You're all over, all over the map. So, Peter's here with me as well online. I just want to let our listeners know on Anchor that can't see us. Um, but... Um, can you talk, can you guys go back, just take me back. So how did you guys meet, Peter, you tell me your side and then we'll have David tell his memories. How'd you guys first, <laughs> well, you, I'll tell my side then David will tell How'd you first meet each other? Uh, well, first, first of all, I want to let everybody know that, uh, we've got a couple of pictures up here, uh, and I showed them to Dave earlier. Uh, this one, uh, the, the, the solo shot of Dave, that was taken at the Osceola County Fair. Um, and I've told him this before. It's it's actually one of the best shots, uh, best solo shots of him I've ever seen. I that's, love that smile. Yeah, gorgeous. That's a, that's a great shot. And I don't know how they captured that. I, do, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I think you were sitting on one of your other drumsticks. At, uh, <laughs> You're having a good day that day. <laughs> and then the uh, and then the other picture is one that was really great because. Uh, the the band that, that that I had with Dave Crown Electric Company, uh, we uh, we did a we played a, a festa a gig in Nashville and then we drove uh, all night as Roy Orbison would say uh, over to Cleveland to to see his dad get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, so there in that picture from uh, from left to right, the guy with the beard that's Terry Fullwider. He was our guitar player at the time. Then David, uh, DJ, Dave's brother Jeff, and me. Uh, this was taken about one thirty because it was after the it was after the Hall of Fame thing, and uh, about one thirty in the morning, and uh, and uh, everybody's really excited because everybody's waiting to get their picture taken with DJ. And actually, Dave has got a smile on his face because he's like, "Yeah, hurry up and take this picture because Lars Ulrich is over there, and I really want to talk to him. So if you could hurry up and take this picture." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but actually, we uh, we, we actually uh, met because Dave had been playing in a band for a friend of mine named Brian McCullough. Brian had done a Roy Orbison show, and he had he had Dave in that band. And then he, when Brian and I put the show together, he talked to Dave about putting a band together for it. 
So, yeah, so Dave put that band together while we were up in Nashville. Um, and we had, what, about a two-month run at, at a theater here or something like that? Uh, I don't think that place is still there, but... No, we were actually... Actually, we were there... F- uh, I was probably about three, three weeks. I would say about three weeks. Okay, it, it felt longer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, yes, yes, I know. And I think we actually uh, we saw George Jones driving uh, his tractor with a bottle of Jack Daniels down the road. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it probably was. <laughs> so I. it is. I think that whole area was torn down. Disney World. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> right. 
We had a we had a really good time at the I, yeah we brought you down a couple times for the fair. Um, we did a uh, we did a great benefit for uh, for that kids miracle league. Um, yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, with all the terminally ill kids, give them a chance to play baseball. Uh, and then, well, it, there was a lot of things about the Colorado trip that I prefer not to remember. But but uh, I it was like one of the few times where you and your dad uh, played in show together at least since like a couple of years after Elvis had passed away so that was kind of yeah, neat that, that had been many years I think the first time was in 78 1978 showing how old he is now yeah and, um, but we were in Vegas dad was in a show out there and they called me up to play and so he was on one set and I was on the other set and that was, that was pretty dang too. I was still learning and trying to figure out what, what he was doing. <laughs> you know. But yeah, that, that, that was pretty neat. I liked it. That was great. Well, I have to I have to tell you a real quick story though. One of the one of the funniest things was that the uh, the promoter of the event f- figured that you know, having David and DJ in a same show together wasn't enough. Uh, that he needed to have an opening act, so he 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 hired the bar band from his favorite bar. Oh gosh, forgot about that. And we uh, and we were rehearsing we were rehearsing at uh, at their at their re- at their rehearsal place, and and all I remember is DJ walked in and they their mouths dropped open uh, because it was like royalty walking into the rock walking in, and and I remember I remember your dad and his flight had just gotten there. We went straight from the airport to the rehearsal and. He was still trying to get acclimated, and he was starting to play a song, and, and his tempos were wrong. And I just remember, all I remember was you stopping him and going, Hey, look, do you know who Elvis Presley is? Because I know there's a lot of drummers out there that know these songs, and if you don't know any of these songs, we can find someone who could. Oh, no. <laughs> and that band, they about... They... <laughs> yeah, I thought you were nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that blizzard. Dad, but uh, they were... <laughs> yeah. All right, but so... Yeah, that, that, that was fun. 
I want to inter interrupt this uh, trip down memory lane with you guys and let you know that Jennifer's online with us and she says hi from Tasmania. Um, <laughs> and, and all the way to my neighbor, Marielle's watching us live tonight. Hey, Marielle. Um, Sharon's here. Susan Pilgrim is here. Pat McCracken. Um, Sissy Low-Young. Low she runs a fantastic Facebook group, David. I don't know if you've heard of it. There are probably 20,000 people in this Facebook group. And she's our dear friend. She's been so great um, helping us out here at the show. She says, I loved DJ Fontana. I met him, and I have pictures of him throughout the year. She's a real big uh, fan of your dad. So hi from Sissy. Gosh. Yeah, Richard Allen Holland says, TCB from Georgia. And Eleanor is here from Staten Island, New York. So we've got friends listening from, from all over. And we're just delighted to have you on the show. So tell me, now there's people out there that um, really... Not people that watch our show, of course, because we have Peter Alden, and he is an Elvis tribute artist, but there's a lot of people out there that, uh, that don't appreciate Elvis tribute artists. You know, they, they feel like there was only one Elvis, and Elvis guys are trying to be Elvis, and, and, and what do you say to all that? Because you've worked with more Elvis tribute artists than probably anybody I know. What do you think about all that? Yeah, I mean, I've worked with a ton of those guys, and... I'll tell you this, you know, I don't know the percentage, I'll make up the percentage in my head, but <laughs> probably 95 to 97% of those guys, they do attribute to Elvis, and they don't think they're Elvis, you know, they get off, they put the blue jeans on, and stuff like that, and it's the ones that, uh, the guys that, that don't do that, it kind of gives everybody a, um, you know, the other guys a bad name, but most of the guys that go out there, and as, as Pete well knows, the, the, they study and they watch as much film as you can possibly get. There's a kid right around uh, Nashville here. Let's see, I think he just turned 16, Riley Jenkins. Uh, look out for him. You know, check him out because he, boy, he studies and he calls and asks me questions all the time. And when I first met him, I said, look, here's what you need to do. I said, you don't have to listen to me, but here's what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same thing you told me, too. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't listen. <laughs> I said, you need to study Elvis. You don't need to study the other ETAs. Thank right. you. Right. Yeah, yes. absolutely. It, it, it just, normally, you will get into a bad habit of doing a little something different or throwing something in there that, uh, hey, Elvis never did that. And I've seen a lot of that and I have just kind of scratched my head. But, you know, the, the, the little guy, you know, I've told, that's what I told him. And, boy, the last year, year and a half, he's come a long way. So those guys, are, there's guys like that that respect Elvis, love Elvis. And, you know, like I said, this guy's 16 years old. Uh, he was nowhere near. His, I only think his mama was alive when Elvis was here. And for his grandmother, oh, this particular guy, his grandmother introduced him to Elvis. And I hear a lot of guys out that, that, you know, that they say the same thing. Well, my, my parents or my grandmother, grandfather, whatever, they got me in the Elvis voice. It's a 
blew that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but, like I said, the, uh, there's some guys that take it a little bit too far. Uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but I will. Um, I seem to forget that I should have a filter. <laughs> <laughs> probably 10 or 15 years ago, we were doing a contest. And they said, I'm sure there, there's there's bad al- apples in, in every bunch, but the majority of the guys have a heart for Elvis, and I'm so glad you're out there, because I know Peter is very, he's very, like, vocal about that as well. Make sure you're doing a tribute to Elvis, not a tribute to another Elvis tribute artist. You know, you got to keep it, keep it pure, keep it real. That's really, really important. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's huge. It, 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 they, they stick with that. And um, you know, you, you respect them more, and I think the I think the uh, the fans respect them more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I won't tell you who quoted this one time because he's a very famous person. But he said that he was talking about the ETA's Elvis tribute artists that none of them looks like Elvis or sound like Elvis, but they all sound and look like each other. Yeah. <laughs> Peter. So, Pete, Pete, you may know who that is. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know who it is. I know who it is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and that's true, but like I said, there's a, there's so much good in it. The guys in Tupelo this weekend, you know, th- those guys were great, and, and the, the Tupelo Festival with this people out there are listening uh, if you want to go to a festival for the first time or you know you've never been to Tupelo go next year because it, it's it's something else it's it's still a very small community um, and you know they, they do different functions they had a, 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 a artist a blues artist out well they tried to have him out the park one day but it rained uh, called, named Michael Thorne or Paul Thorne I'm sorry and um, so you know there's always that and something going on there's a little hardware that has a little events there which Elvis bought his first guitar it's still there from what I understand it's still owned by the same family wow. so that, that's just a I, I, I love love that that festival and the, the people that run it or top notch, everything done right. If you need a ride, that you got a ride. If you need whatever you need, just say hey, and they make sure it's done. Yeah, and organized is what I heard too, which is not it's hard. Very well organized. Mm-hmm. Very well organized, and um, a lot of those shows can get you know start running late. Now I think one night out of the whole week. They run a little bit late, but there was a lot of other um, 
circumstances, well, one of the circumstances was um, the tribute to Dad, and um, which was awesome. And uh, you know that that took a little while. The mayor, the mayor was up there, gave a little speech, and then uh, they gave Karen Fontana, Dad's wife, uh, some stuff and me some stuff. So you know. It, it, it was just, it was awesome. It was awesome. Everything done right. Good people, you know. And so if, if anyone out there is just looking, you don't have to go to everything, but there's something there about every night. Uh, Wednesday, let's see, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights, uh, we would start playing about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And it was the after-party jam. And all the guys were just... Uh, come in and sing and play. We had four drummers, three other drummers and myself, on one little set of drums playing Wipeout. <laughs> um, yeah, it's on Facebook. And cause one of the, one of the, uh, the eldest guys turned around and said, do Wipeout. And, uh, well, I may have said a couple of words to him. I said, you do Wipeout. <laughs> And I know that there was people, you know, asking on our behalf that, for us to be there, and it they just it never materialized. But maybe next year. So you guys know we're promoting Tupelo Elvis Fest. They haven't done any favors for us but tonight. We're <laughs> we're uh, saying nice things about them. So you know this is genuine and real. And well, um, I'll make you a deal right now for a year out. I can get you in. Okay. There you go. All right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what I. That's kind of what I thought. That's, that's all right. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I'll I'll go down the hardware store. Maybe I get a job in the stock room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they would hire people to sweep up an alley out by. Yeah. They like to have a custodian that looks like Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. Uh, I know. I know a lot of people been uh, been wanting us to have you on the the, the podcast side. So uh, we're going to put you on the spot too, because uh, we want to. I'm going to uh, as soon as uh, we get done here, I'm going to talk to you about uh, doing that. But I know a lot of people have been asking us to do a, a you know real good straightforward interview with you on the on the podcast side. So um, 
and I know I've got a ton more of the the Hall of Fame stories and and some Fair stories and some Elvis and Roy stories, and I'm sure there you, you do too. So, so this is just a teaser, everybody. We're gonna have David. So right now, I, well, are you gonna? Would you be? Would you be willing to do that? Would you? If, if we, we we set up, we could. Uh, we'll we'll set it up and and record at your convenience, and then. Uh, oh yeah. Then. Yeah. All right. Y'all just, just let me know, and uh, Pete, uh, you want to know what I'm saying here? Get out of the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Take him in the other room. I'll finish up the show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> righty. So there you have it. An exclusive interview with David Fontana, son of DJ Fontana. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as we did. I got some more Elvis news for you tonight, so I want to go ahead and uh, cover that as well while we're at it. We're um, heading for the one-hour mark. We're actually at 36 minutes, but that's okay. We'll go over tonight. Um, I, if you would for me, if you haven't already, I really, really need you to hit the share button. Um, you don't want your friends and family to miss our interview with David Fontana. As you can t see, such a sweet, down-to-earth, speaks-his-mind kind of guy, salt-of-the-earth, um, wonderful, wonderful guy. And he's available for hire, so if you need a drummer, um, definitely give him a shout. Uh, he's got a fantastic band and um, just a wonderful guy, so... David Fontana, ladies and gentlemen, share share the video if you haven't already. But tonight, I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that Elvis Presley's Graceland Estate opened to the public on June 7th, 1982. And maybe it was just because I was busy working or I was under a rock or whatever, but I just didn't see a whole lot about this um, anywhere uh, that this anniversary had happened uh, this week. So... I thought I'd highlight that for you a little bit tonight. Um, as a child growing up poor in Tupelo, Mississippi, Elvis Presley promised his parents that one day he would earn a lot of money and use it to buy the family a big house. He made good on that promise in 1957 when he bought Graceland for $102,500 in Memphis, Tennessee. The mansion, originally built in 1939, remains the centerpiece of the 5.6-acre estate although it has been considerably refurbished and embellished over the decades. Elvis, his parents, his wife Priscilla Presley and daughter Lisa Marie, as well as a collection of friends and relatives have all made up that have all made up his entourage. They all lived in Graceland most of the time until Elvis's sudden death in August 1977 at the age of 42. Less than five years after Elvis's death, Graceland was opened to the public on June 7, 1982. A little over a year earlier, a news story was released with video showing the inside of Graceland. So I'm going to show you this YouTube video. I hope we don't get tagged for copyright content. It's a five-minute video. It's really good. Um, I want you to keep in mind, though, that this was filmed and was on the news a good year and a half or so before they actually opened Graceland to the public. And again, maybe it's just me. Is going to focus this I didn't seem to have a great day doing research today. Uh, the only other video I found was from ABC News on the day Graceland opened. And I really didn't like the way they portrayed Elvis fans at all. I found my, as, a, as an Elvis fan myself, um, I didn't like the way that the newscaster talked about the Elvis fans and stuff like that. So I didn't want to show you that one, but I did find this one uh, from a little over a year earlier 
where they talked about Graceland. And just keep in mind, once again, this was before they opened it to the public. So it's really interesting um, to see the inside of some of these rooms. So I'm going to stop talking about it and just show it to you so you can see for yourself. Um, but here it is. It has about 29,000 views on YouTube. Um, take a look at this from April 3rd, 1981. Show business phenomenon. Nightline is going to focus this evening on one of the biggest show business phenomena ever to hit this country, whose first name alone is enough to provide instant recognition, Elvis. Actually, we're going to focus on his home in Memphis, Tennessee, a place called Graceland. On August 17, 1977, the day before Elvis Presley's funeral, some 75,000 fans visited Graceland, just the estate. For obvious reasons, they weren't permitted in the house. The next day, August 18th, the estate was sealed off. Well, tonight, you're going to get a look inside the estate and the 18-room mansion. Here's Bob Brown. After his death, here at his Memphis home, August 16, 1977, it soon became apparent that all of those facts hadn't said enough. They hadn't said much about the pain caused by the protective isolation in which celebrities must live, something we're all much more aware of today. Or about the torment caused by the painkillers, depressants, stimulants, the thousands of doses he was prescribed as he sought to regulate his life. Sam Phillips first recorded Elvis for the Sun Record label in Memphis and was close to his to end. I just think it was very unfortunate that Elvis didn't get to push back and to love what he had given us all uh, before he died. And I don't think he really got to do that like he should have. But I think if you could stay in contact with the people on the street, maybe not all over the country, taking too many guards, but in your hometown, man, you should never be entrapped or imprisoned. I don't care what you're doing or what you're in. It's not worth it. In many ways, that wall of privacy has remained closely guarded even since Presley's death. There has never been a public glimpse inside Graceland Mansion, despite the obvious continuing interest of the crowds that flock to the grounds where Elvis and his family are buried. Around 1.3 million tourists per year now come to Memphis, compared to estimates of 10,000 a year before Elvis died. ABC's Nightline was invited to provide the first televised look at sections of the Graceland Mansion and grounds never seen publicly before. I think he felt safe in this house, and this house was a lot of good memories. We went with Jerry Schilling, who was a personal aide and close friend to Elvis, and Joe Esposito, who helped manage Elvis's financial affairs for 18 years. We were not allowed access to the second-story room where he died, but we were taken through areas where a number of his personal effects remained just as they were when he lived here. His stage wardrobe, suits that cost more than $3,000 a piece. This is about half of it, because over the years, he would always buy new ones. And the old ones they would give to charity and different organizations that they would auction off for charity groups. Now, what are these like? Uh, well, this, for example, I think you might find this interesting. That's for sure. Uh, I think that's the Aloha suit, by the way. You just pull it off that's, the rack. Uh, around 30, 40 pounds. Behind the mansion is this wing. It is a place to relax, simply furnished, with a whirlpool bath and a sauna upstairs. The building also houses a racquetball court, where friends say Elvis sometimes played alone during bouts of insomnia all night long, afterwards still requiring medication to sleep. 
At dawn, when he left the racquetball wing, he often walked by the pastures on the 14-acre estate where his horses still graze, including his Palomino, named Rising Sun. The horse is now 25. Elvis and his friends used to race their horses the length of this estate, but soon they began attracting large crowds and traffic jams as they raced toward the front near the highway, and they had to stop the horse races to help prevent traffic congestion. How much is all this worth now? A 1979 estimate valued the Graceland estate at $555,000, the clothing and furniture inside at $216,000. But the properties undoubtedly could bring millions. The first new car he ever bought, a 1955 pink Cadillac, is still parked behind the mansion, along with more formidable acquisitions such as this Stutz Blackhawk, valued at well over $50,000. The section of the mansion that probably would hold the most interest for fans is this wing. Elvis once put the world's largest slot car racing track in this room. Later, he held his wedding reception here. And finally, he made it his trophy room. Much of what is in here came from fans. Elvis kept practically every scrapbook he was sent in these drawers. He kept photos and letters and trophies from fans and seemed to care as much about them as he did about the other symbols of success. It got to a point where a gold record, I mean, it's great, but they were coming the mail to Elvis. You'll look at one wall and you'll see two small Grammys, which were really representative of two gospel albums that he did. Never did he once get a Grammy for a rock and roll tune. It's unlikely that the public will be allowed to view the interior of Graceland in the near future. The division of the estate is still being disputed between Elvis's heirs and his former manager, Colonel Tom Parker. But in the meantime, the estate is still generating income estimated at $1.2 million a year. All right, there you have it. Um, one thing I thought was interesting uh, from that other video I watched of opening day was that Priscilla Presley was not even present. Um, it said she had another commitment. So I just thought that was kind of strange. Um, Jack Soden was there. Um, but Priscilla didn't um, didn't show up for her big project, the opening day of Graceland. But cool video, right? How cool is that? That's, you know, nobody had seen the inside for years and years and hadn't been open to the public yet. But there, there you have it. So I um, hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, <clears throat> if y'all would for me, I see some more friends coming in. Hi, Janet Montana. She says she's never seen the video. You're, you're very welcome for sharing. Thank you for watching. Hi, Gail from Texas. Aurelia's here. Aurelia was probably at that Tupelo Elvis Fest. I'm sure she was. She never misses a festival. Uh, Brenda Grimes is here. Todd Reddish, Marion Ann Carolyn is here, our Polynesian dancer. Thanks for coming. Uh, Mark Kowalski's here from Ormond Beach, Florida. Um, and Gary Foster Jr. and Jennifer Bryan. So many friends coming in to watch live tonight. Thank you all so much. And thank you if you're listening to us on Anchor. Uh, we are doing TCB Radio Network on Facebook Live. If you'd like to watch the video other than just listening to it, make sure you check us out um, over on the Facebook page. I also post these live videos to our blog at tcbradionetwork.com. So if you'd like to watch that really cool video, um, you can check it out there. If you would for me, don't forget to hit the share button tonight. And at this time, we'll go ahead and do this day in Elvis history. So here we go. June 11th, 1955. Guess what? We talked about this earlier. Elvis performed at the Louisiana Hayride in Shreveport. 
1956, Elvis flew home to Memphis for the funeral of his cousin, Lee Edward Smith, who was drowned. Outside his Audubon Drive house was June Wanico, the girl Elvis met a year ago. Elvis would spend much time with June the rest of the week. Um, I hadn't heard of June Wanico, and so I looked her up on Facebook, and she does have a fan page on Facebook. So if anybody knows June Wanico and she'd like to call into the show, we'd love to talk to her. Um, June 11, 1962, Elvis finished looping for the film Girls, Girls, Girls. June 11, 1964, soundtrack recording for Girl Happy continued from 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. Elvis was unhappy with the material and with his own performance and left the session after 34 exhausting takes of Do Not Disturb. Have you guys heard this song, Do Not Disturb? I know it's from a movie, Good and uh, I should probably be aware of this song, but when I looked at the title, I didn't know what it was. So out of curiosity, I looked it up, um, and once again, hopefully we don't get killed by the copyright gods here, but you've got to hear this song. So I went ahead and um, found the video of it for you, because it's really short, and obviously it's from a movie, but it is beautiful, and all those takes that Elvis did, let me tell you, they were worth it, because... This finished product is absolutely gorgeous. This is a two-minute song and video. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play it for you right now. This is uh, Do Not Disturb, uh, a song by Elvis Presley. Let's take the phone off the hook. Turn the lights way down low Baby, put down the book Tell the maid to go Do not disturb Hang a sign on the door Do not disturb It's time to make love And I can't wait Anymore, I'll just pull down the blind. Now come over here. I got one thing in mind. Let's get comfortable, dear. Do not disturb. Hang a sign on the door. beautiful worth every single one of those 30 something takes that they did on this day <laughs> in Elvis history I just thought that was gorgeous 
Okay, so June 11, 1966, Elvis remained at the hotel, still refusing to go to the studio. He instead listened to the recordings of Red West, which must have been demos, and uh, he thought they were really good. June 11, 1968, Elvis met with costume designer Bill Ballou to discuss his ideas for the show. And we're talking about, of course, the 68 comeback special. Elvis was readily accepting Ballou's suggestions of a high Napoleonic, Napoleonic, I don't know how you say that, collars, and a black leather suit. And wow, aren't we glad that Bill suggested that to Elvis. June 11, 1972, Elvis again performed at Madison Square Garden, and uh, this was in New York at 2.30 p.m. This show was added when tickets to the first three original shows were completely sold out almost immediately. So we got to wrap up the show. We're getting closer and closer to that one-hour mark, but I wanted to let you guys know that this weekend, Graceland, you'll probably hear a lot about this on Sirius XM Radio um, Graceland is going to offer a wonderful Father's Day weekend celebration, June 14 to 16. Summertime in Memphis is always an incredible season, and guests visiting Graceland can relive their best memories with Dad or create an all-new set of memories to cherish for a lifetime. Fans of delicious food will be treated to a special dinner at Presley Motors, a Southern-style Father's Day blues brunch, and for guests that enjoy authentic Memphis barbecue, they'll have an opportunity to grill with the master, Ernie Meller, renowned grill master and contestant on the hit series Chopped, will lead a master class in barbecue and grilling and share his world-class expertise while walking guests through preparing their own delicious meals. So you can find all the details about this Father's Day weekend coming up um, at Graceland.com. Again, I'm sure they'll be promoting that on SiriusXM. Uh, for those of you that are lucky enough to have the satellite channel. Um, so just some fun news from Graceland this weekend. Don't forget to hit the share button whether you're watching this live or um, on a replay. We so appreciate you being here. We can't get the word out without you. So be sure to share the broadcast tonight. Thank you, Bonnie Davis, for watching. Hello to Steve Cole from New Zealand. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, with the time, I mean, would imagine there's time change in everything. Thank you for watching us tonight from New Zealand. Uh, Jacqueline Keller is watching. Amanda Faith is here. Hello. All right, you guys. And also, oh, Martin's here. Hey, Martin's online as well. So uh, Peter is, a, I told you, the voice of reason. He sees everybody. So be sure to say hi to Peter in the notes. Um, I want to also remind you to visit our sponsor. We want to thank uh, Mimosa Publishing. They are offering a brand new memoir publishing package. So if you would like to write a book um, and share your wisdom and your life story, leave a legacy behind, definitely contact um, Mimosa Publishing. They will help you with the writing, the editing, the front cover that gets custom designed for you, the back cover, interior design, paper and printing, shipping. You even get 25 paperback books, um, and they get your listing up on Amazon. They do it all for you. They make it so easy. Uh, make sure you check out Mimosa, M-O-M-O-S-A, publishing.com online, and inquire about getting your memoir published uh, ASAP. And I got five minutes less, less than five minutes. I want to let you know today, we also did an interview with the fantastic Jonathan Lynn. Um, that'll be going up on uh, all of our platforms very soon. Jonathan is an entertainer who not only performs a song with a powerful and expressive vocal, 
but he captures a crowd through audience participation. And why did we want to have him on our Elvis show? Well, because he's got a brand new hit single out. It's called You Will Never Leave My Mind. It was written by none other than Ronnie McDowell. Ronnie, uh, of course, is synonymous. Many, most, I think, Elvis fans know who Ronnie McDowell is. Um, he has so much Elvis history. And uh, Ronnie wrote this song for John, and it's now available to purchase through all these online outlets. The song was written by Ronnie with George Klein in mind, who, of course, uh, we just lost recently um, because of the effects of dementia. And so the song is beautiful. Um, I want to play a little tiny bit of it for you right now, if I can find the link. Yeah, here's the link. Um, but we're going to go into detail about this on the podcast that we did with Jonathan. But let me show you this video. This is really cool. playing in the background because we're running out of time we will share the entire video and so much more with you um, but I wanted to give you a little taste tonight get the buzz going for Jonathan Lynn he is a sweet precious man and we just had the best time interviewing him today and we will broadcast that interview for you very very soon so you can get the, the full effect and hopefully we can have him live on the show as well so thanks Pam for watching tonight Gene Milner's here Patty's here Y'all have been a beautiful audience. I want to encourage you uh, to share the video if you haven't already. Let everybody know you got your Elvis news. And wow, we had a jam-packed show tonight after all, didn't we? <laughs> Almost an hour long. It's probably a record. Thanks, y'all, for watching. You've been a beautiful audience. We'll see you again real soon. Take care.